Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to Kingdom Chats with Tiffany Miller. I bring you greetings and salutations, and I am wishing you all a happy, happy Wednesday and happy early Merry Christmas to all of you that are listening to today's broadcast, and I hope that you all are doing well. I hope that your family is well. I hope all is well with you on today, for truly this is the day that the Lord has made, and we all shall rejoice and be glad in it. I am doing well. Excuse me, you guys. Had to clear my throat. But I am doing well. My family is doing well. All is well. We will not. We cannot. And we shall not complain. I have been just really, you guys. I got called me off of social media a few days ago and told me to literally. I heard him tell me, I need you to sit at my feet. And I said, okay. Because I've been going through so much. And and to be quite frank and honest with you, December is typically the month I break from social media. But I felt like God was saying, well, honey, you've taken so many breaks throughout the year. You're not breaking in December because I never heard him say anything. Because, y'all, I have been up under severe um warfare. And if you are a prophetic person out there, you have to understand that our level of warfare is totally different than the warfare of the average person. Because being a mouthpiece of God, it it just comes with extreme warfare. This has been a very, very, very just intense year of warring for me. Um, but I, I am, I am doing good. So the Lord never spoke it, but he did speak it to me Thursday night, going into Friday morning while I was at work. And he said, I need you at my feet, come off of social media. And I was like, okay, father, this is what I need. Because honestly, I was feeling depleted. And I'm just telling you, I don't even know why I'm going this way, but I'm talking about it now, so I might as well finish it. So I was feeling depleted. I was feeling really emotionally and mentally drained and spiritually depleted. And like I, my, I was running, going on E spiritually, and I, I was just in a place and then dealing with warfare. Then, then it's just, it's just been a lot of things coming at me and the Lord Listen, you guys, sitting at his feet and being replenished, revived, renewed, and restored has been the best thing the father could have ever told me to do. This is like, to me, the best Christmas gift ever from the father because he has been loving on me in such a tremendous way. I am not a crier, but I was sharing with my father. I have cried so much this year, more this year than I have my entire life. And I don't cry. Crying is something I don't do. But the spirit of the Lord has been coming upon me in such strange and unusual ways. Other things in my life would have me crying. And I'm like, I don't even cry, Jesus. You know, but it, it, I was just in a, state, in a state of brokenness, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, nonetheless, I am being revived, y'all. And I'm loving every second of it. 
You hear me when I tell you I am indulging in my God and I am really kicking it with Holy Spirit. That's exactly what I've been doing. And I've just been basking and being renewed, you know, for the upcoming task at hand. Things that the Lord is releasing me into in this upcoming year that I'm doing new projects and stuff like that, that I'm working on new collaborations and stuff like that, that I'm working on with other other uh, women of God, you know, this is the hour of the woman. And the Lord has been joining me with some phenomenal women that I look forward to working with up in the upcoming year of 2021. Nonetheless, we're going to jump right into the Q&A and what does the Bible have to say. And today's question that we're going to tackle is a question that was asked from a a very good friend of mine on Facebook. Um, She wanted to know, um exactly how and what does transitioning to a more spiritual life look like what what how do i do it how do i transition from my old life into a spiritual life so we're going to tackle that let's pray first father god in the name of jesus i thank you for this day i thank you for this time I thank you for every listener that's tuned in to this broadcast. I thank you, Father, for everyone that will be ordered here by your steps. Holy Spirit, I do invite you in because I can do nothing until you come. Holy Spirit, I ask that you come in and take over my whole entire being. From the crown of my head to the very soles of my feet. Have your way and do whatever you need to do and say whatever you need to say. So that we are able to accomplish the will of the Father. In your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. So we're going to talk about again. Transitioning to a more spiritual life. Um, when I begin to ponder this question, this question is kind of, of, of uh, it, I'm sensitive to this because I have a strong passion in my heart for babes in Christ. I really, really do. Because as I remember being a babe in Christ, when I gave God a sincere yes in December of 2010, which we're in December of 2020. It's been 10 years. It's been a full decade to God be the glory. Amen. I'm still on the battlefield fighting for the Lord a whole 10 years. God, I give you honor for that. But nonetheless, carrying on as I remember when I remember giving God a complete yes, I grew up in the church. And of course, you know, I don't know if anybody grew up in the church. You know how you give your life to Jesus a hundred times. But I, I, you in the church, but the church really not in you. That was me. Um, I was in church a lot as a child growing up. So, um, when I got grown and old enough, I, I departed from God. I did. I lived my life in the world. I, I, I was on the devil's side for some years doing my thing, living my life, partying like it's 1999, doing my thing, doing whatever I wanted to do was big and bad enough to do. And it wasn't until 2010 that God began to, well, the chase actually began for me in 2007, but it wasn't until 2010 that I surrendered. And, um, 
Anyway, fast forwarding, when I gave God a yes, a sincere yes, I transitioned out of my life of sin into a life of of holiness. You know, so for me, and I'm going to be transparent throughout this podcast, which is not going to be long, but for me, what that looked like was, you know, it first began in my heart. God began to chase me. Like I said, a couple of years, he began to chase me. And I, I noticed things in my life begin to get harder and harder and harder. And I'm just telling you or giving you some indicators that God is calling you and you're in your hour of visitation. What, that, what does that look like? Now, everybody's story may be different, but this is what happened to me. He began to chase me and things begin to go wrong. The, the closer I got to my surrender, the more harder he was chasing me and he was shutting things down. And, and I just felt like, like, oh God, like just, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. That was the first change that happened to me. I began to get sick and tired of being sick and tired of the life I was living. I began to get tired of of the way I was living. And I began to tell God there has to be more to life than this. That I, I know I'm I've been put on here for more than just this. Like this is this is, I can't continue to live like this. I, I want out of this life. And it wasn't until God began to deal with my heart. So the transition actually began to take place in my heart first. Which um, I was reminded of the scripture, which I'm going to read John 6 and 44 states, no man can come to me except the father which have sent me draw him and I will raise him up at the last day. That means that we cannot come to, to God until the Father, Jesus Christ is the only way we can get to God. We have to be drawn. You just don't come when you get ready. You have to come when God is knocking at the door of your heart. That's when you're able to come and you understand. And when that takes place, many of you may have heard that you've heard the preacher say or other preachers say, you know, that you're in your hour of visitation. That is your hour of visitation when God is chasing you. When he's dealing with your heart, when you begin to now hate the things that you used to love that's tied to sin. So when you begin to transition, it the transition first begins in your heart. God begins to work on your heart and he begins to soften your heart. And then he'll send people by to plant seeds and some people by to water the seeds. And you'll begin to see that you start running into people that are talking about Jesus Christ and you begin to become more intrigued by what they're saying. You want to get to know more about this Jesus because your heart is changing. And, and, and during the transition, God begins to change your heart. Um, I'm reminded of something my father used to say. It, it, it's something like we, I live in the South. I'm from South Carolina. And, and, and if you know anybody from the North, the Northerners will say, I have a lot of family in New York, so in Connecticut area. So the, the, a lot of my family would say, every time we would come up there, like, oh my God, y'all so country. So immediately when I would open my mouth to speak, everybody who is who who's from New York would immediately stop and look. 
Like, okay, this woman ain't from around here. Like, girl, you sound country. You gotta be from the South. Yeah, I'm from the South, but I'm reminded of my father saying, you know, in order to blend in up here, Tiffany, you know that this is how God does. He, he'll pull you out of the country. But in order for you to blend in, now he got to pull the country out of you. It's the same way with God and in and, and, and your spiritual transition. God pulls you up out of the life of sin. And now he got he has to get the sin out of you so that you blend in with the body of Christ. And oftentimes during this transition, this is why this thing is so near and dear to my heart. Oftentimes during the transition, a lot of um, babes in Christ that did not grow up in the church have the same question. What in the world am I supposed to be doing now that I've given Jesus my heart? And they don't know what to do next. Well, the first thing I did, if you don't go to church, the first thing you need to do is you need to pray to God about a good church to go to. I know it's COVID going on. I know a whole lot of things are going on. But, you know, the Lord even began to speak to me, even in my area. I told my dad yesterday, I said, Daddy, you know, God is getting ready to birth a lot of churches in this area, the area that I live in, the town that I'm in. There are about to be new churches that's going to spring forth and going to arise. This is something that God began to deal with me and tell me. But so I understand there's COVID going on. I understand that some of you may not know which church to go to, but you take it up before God. Even if you were going to church, but you left your church and now you, I'm telling you, you need a spiritual covering. You need to be led by God because it's good to have a pastor, someone to cover you, you know, if God is leading you that route. You be moved and led by the Holy Spirit. But when you're transitioning from out of the life of sin into the life of, of the kingdom and holiness, it's good that you get in a good church that is teaching sound biblical doctrine about Jesus Christ. And God knows if you reach out to me, um, uh, um, prophetess Tiffany Miller at gmail.com prophetess tiffany miller at gmail.com and you email me and you're looking for a church home i'll touch and agree with you it doesn't matter what area you're in hopefully i know a lot of people all over the united states trust me i've been to a lot of churches all over the united states i might can refer someone to you a good covering but you need to be up under sound biblical teaching not some preacher that compromises the word of God. You need to go where you can be fed the truth and it be done the correct way, sound doctrine and not a, a teaching that's made up outside of the Bible or somebody's that's giving you a whole bunch of opinions of what they think. This is a very critical time for your transitioning when you're coming out of sin into the knowledge of Christ. So you need to be up under a covering that can feed you the word of God. And that because my motto is I will not be a lukewarm church. That's me. I don't like lukewarm because my father hates it. So I hate it, too. I don't like when people play both sides of the field. The Bible says either you're going to be hot or cold. Lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. 
So we're not going to come into Christ with the concept of thinking or feeling like, oh, I'm going to still continue to drink. I'm going to smoke. I'm going to party. I'm going to sleep around. I'm going to still do me. I'm going to still club. I'm going to still do all of that. That's not a true conversion. And don't think that you're going to step on Jesus's side and say, I'm going to do these things to avoid going to ended up in the lake of fire. It doesn't work like that because if you are really changed, we're all going to see your fruit of repentance. We'll all see it and you can't fake salvation. Either you really got it or you don't. So in your transitioning period, you need to get in church. You need to seek the Lord for the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You need the Holy Spirit. That's your power. That's your guide. That's your compass. They are a package deal. You can't receive Jesus and stop there. If you do, it's not going to last. Because now that you're on team Jesus' side, you now have the enemy to fight. He's going to fight you. Because he's mad that you left him to go to Jesus. So yeah, you really, really need to uh, uh, seek the Lord for the Holy Spirit. He's going to lead and guide you in the all truth. The Holy Spirit is your guide. And you must be baptized. That's a must. And the, 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 the baptism is so symbolic to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. They compare that as being the same, the, the same symbolism. It's the, it's the same. It has the same symbolic meaning. Baptism. It's like the water that you're being baptized in. is That's your death. That's your graveyard. When, the, when your preacher, your pastor emerges you down in the water, that's the burial taking place. That means your old man is dying. It's being buried, your sinful life, your sinful nature. That is being buried. And then when you come up, that's the resurrection. It's symbolic to the resurrection. You're coming up as a new creature. You're coming up as a new man. All old things are passed away. Behold, God has made things new. So baptism is highly important as, as you transition on over to God's side. Go ahead and after you give your life to him, to a more spiritual life, get, accept Jesus as your personal savior. Seek him for the Holy Spirit. Be baptized. And I like to recommend that people read the Bible. Hey, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in tales of the Jesus you just accepted. What better way to start off in the Bible than there? Because in all thy getting, get an understanding. And I also would like to add something that our babes in Christ never hear because the seasoned saints aren't as transparent as I've always felt they should be. They won't tell you. A lot of oftentimes being a babe in Christ, you're going to trip up. You're going to mess up. The most fabled, the most misbelieved and misguided information when it comes to um, giving your life to Jesus is that everything instantaneously goes away. It does not happen like that. If it does, I, I it's a rare it's a rare happening i've never met or encountered anyone personally now it, it they could be out there but i've never encountered anyone that got saved and god took everything away from them at the same time everything 
every sin they were engaged in and indulged in. So I just want to say to my babes in Christ that are transitioning into a more spiritual life, when you trip up, when you mess up, some, yeah, you you may have gone back and you may have went to the liquor store again. You may have lit that cigarette up again. You may have cursed somebody out again. You may have gone and slept with that man or gone and slept with that woman again. Listen, you are a babe in Christ. And the, the truth be told, many of the seasoned saints that you see today, they tripped up too. But they just not, I know I did. Let me be the first to admit, yes, I did trip up. There were some things when I got saved that God instantly took away from me. But there are some things, like I said, now that he pulled me out of sin, he got to get the sin out of me. But that does not negate the fact or uh, uh, negate the fact that you are still on team Jesus aside. That doesn't mean you continue to continue in sin. It's the grace of God that covers you while you are while you have your slip ups. The Bible says, though a just man falls seven times, he get back up again. You don't continue to go back into that sin and the enemy will bring condemnation upon you and make you feel so bad about what you did. And oftentimes with the babes in Christ, the enemy will make you feel like your salvation is not real. He'll make you feel like that you really did not give your life or that God has rejected you because you have messed up. Listen to me. You have not messed up. God has not rejected, well, you did mess up, but God has not rejected you in that sense. You ask for forgiveness, you repent and you turn. You ask God to help you in the areas that you're weak in and you get with somebody, your pastor or link up with somebody who's more seasoned with you, who can be an accountability partner to you and who can pray with you in your moments of weaknesses. Yeah, you need somebody you can call. I feel like drinking today. I feel like smoking today. Listen, my hormones jumping. I feel, hey, I'm, I'm about to make this call. Pray for me. Do you need somebody that can, that's stronger than you, you in the faith that can help you? And, and some of y'all seasoned saints need somebody. I, I hear that. You talking to the babes, but I hear the Lord say some of the seasoned saints that will hear this need an accountability partner. So God will put you where you need to be. This is all transitioning into a more spiritual life. This is what it entails. This is what it looks like. And last but not least, before I close out, you have got to change your circle of friends. That was one of the hardest things I had to do was change my friends. That hurt. Because some of these friends I had to walk away from are females that I've been rolling with for years. And God was calling me out. He wasn't calling them, but he was calling me. So I had to answer the call on my life. And that was the hardest thing I had to do because I wanted to still be friends with the world, but then be a, 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 a friend of God. And, and the Bible says we cannot do it. To be friends with God is to be an enemy to the world. You can't, you can't do both. You cannot have it both ways. No man can serve two masters. And during my transition, that was the hardest thing I had to do was let go of, of, of females, of friends that I consider family. 
But I had to follow my calling and some of them were hurt. Some of them were disappointed. Some of them, I know that I hurt, but I had to go because it, it wasn't right because what I, I was still going around them, faking it until I was making it, but I was being heavily convicted. Like, God, please provide a way of an escape for me. I don't even want to be here. I don't want to be around this stuff. I don't even want to do this anymore. I, I, I Because we, I, to be honest, we, I, some of my friends, we would get together on Fridays and we would drink wine just from our long week. Like, and, and we would have some drinks or whatever. And, and, I, and, and I wasn't about that life no more. And they couldn't understand, like, well, you ain't drinking. You don't want to drink. You don't. And, and it wasn't wine all the time. Sometimes it was mixed drinks. I'm being real. Keeping it 100 with y'all. You don't worked all week. Me and my girls would get together and we would just meet up at somebody's house and we would get together and have drinks and just chill out and eat and have a good time. That's what we call fun. You know. But I wasn't about that life no more. God was calling me out and I would be sitting there like I don't even want to be here. And the conviction power of the Holy Spirit would, would be on me and God would, would provide a way of an escape for me every single time. But I'm telling you, when you're transitioning into a more spiritual life, you cannot hang out with the same folks you, you, you were hanging out with. If they're not spiritual, if they're not headed in the same direction you're going in, then, then you can't be around that because you, you, you just cannot. Now you're in unequally yoked territory. For what fellowship does light have with darkness? You're going to clash with them anyway. At some point. So I just wanted to come on and just address this question. What does looking, what does transitioning to a more spiritual life look like? And what, what are you supposed to be doing? And you pray, you establish a relationship with God. You begin to talk to Jesus every day. He becomes your best friend. And it may be a while before God sends godly friends in your life because Jesus wants that one-on-one -on -one time with you to cleanse you, to purge you, to begin to take the sin out of you because the deeper you get to know about him and the deeper you go in relationship with him, the more you start to reflect and look like him. You look like the father. That means you sin less, not sin more. Like you would be, you get to the place with him that you don't want to do anything to, to, to disappoint the father or anything to break his heart. So you want to walk up right before him because you love him so much and because he loves you and he chose you and did not have to do it. I mean, I love God with everything in me. Without him, I cannot live, move, or have my being. He is my God. I love him more than anything or anybody. He, he has my complete heart. He has my whole heart. There's nothing I wouldn't do for him. I'm in relationship with him. We are in a covenant relationship. This thing is real. I take my walk and my relationship with God seriously. I don't play about my God. That's something I don't do. I love him with all of me, not some of me, but all. He got my whole heart. And guess what? He know it. <laughs> Listen, you guys.
I'm done. I'm going to stop right there. I hope you got some out of today's podcast, the Q&A and what does the Bible have to say. I hope that you can take something with you. You can share this, share this podcast if you like with a family member or a friend that you think may need to hear this. Somebody that you know that may be coming into the knowledge of Christ and this will will help them. Share it. You have my permission to do so. Listen, you guys, I thank you so very, very much for your time and your attention to this podcast. I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for staying to the end. I am, this is Kingdom Chat with Tiffany Miller. And I am signing off. And I, again, I wish you all a Merry Christmas. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe. May the angels of the Lord go before you and cover and protect you. Amen. And I will see you guys next Wednesday if the Lord says the same. You guys have an amazing day and have a a beautiful, blessed week. God bless you. Bye-bye.